You are watching Profile, success stories of ordinary people just like you and me. Thanks for joining us. Our next guest considers himself a wounded healer. His story started in West Africa and he has transitioned himself to Canada in the most unorthodox way. From a life of survival, his success is now helping those battling addictions and other crimes to find their own transformations. Everyone, I want you to help me welcome Athmani. Athmani, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, by the way, man? Man, I feel blessed to be here with you. <laughs> it's good to have you. I know you have one of the most compelling story. Mm -hmm. And I want you to share with us your story because we want to inspire, we want to educate, and we want to use your story as a tool to equip others so that they recognize that whatever they are going through in their own life, they're not the only one. And if you can do it, they anyone can do can it. Can do it anyone can do it. Yeah. All right, so talk to me. Oh, Let's man. go from the beginning. What was life like for you as a child growing up? I believe I have a good life in a, a, when I was when I was born in West Africa, my father I think it was either government work or something. I didn't know much, but uh, uh, he was killed in, in 1981. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time I was only like 14 years old. And uh, Liberia was in turmoil of uh, such and some chaos in, in Liberia. So me and my mom, we, we were helped to, to escape. Uh, I guess we were in danger at the time. And, uh, we end up in South Africa. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and sadly, my mom, a year after she passed away with this stroke, you know, she got heart attack and stroke, okay. and, and she she didn't survive. No sign of any ailment. No, she was fine, and she just get like a headache, and then boom, she went in a coma for two weeks, and she died. Oh man, yeah. so sorry to hear. Mm -hmm. You moved to South Africa. Yeah. Was it just you and your mom, and, or all of your siblings? Me, me and my mom. Me and my mom. At the, uh, uh, I would. We were me. We were born to me and my sister. But my sister, she passed away. Oh, uh, sorry to hear. So you're this only child. I was the only child. Right so now. me and my mom, we we survived to go to South Africa, escape that chaos, and uh, and she died. So I ended up to be an orphan in in, in South Africa. Uh, where it's like a, I don't know. It was like I don't. I, the only thing I can remember, uh, I believe that I have to steal. I have to uh, to lie. I have to hide. I don't have to be real. I never be myself until uh, 1993 when it came to idea that uh, there's a better world out here, and I, I want to get it. So I took a store away, and I end up in Canada, 1994. What is a stowaway? Uh, it's uh, when you hide in a cargo ship, you sneak in the ship. Uh, I, I remember I went, me and my friend, we went through the rope. I remember my hands was all wrapped wow, up, tough, but yeah. you can't let it go. If you let it go, if you fall under the water, you die. Even if you know how to swim. I didn't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim until today. If yeah. you fall under the water because the ship is like uh, mm -hmm. this, you, you can't come out. Anyway, we yes. made through, and uh, I remember we had we hide on a ventilation in the boat, and uh, we can hear them searching before the ship uh, uh, start sailing, and uh, we made through uh, four days stay on a ventilation, 
Four days. Four days. What about food? Did you carry food? We with have you? like a, uh, apple and uh, cookie. You, the idea is you, you don't want to go bathroom or yeah. yeah. We but we have like a bottle in case if you want to pee and stuff like that. Four but, days. Uh, yeah, full of fear. You see, you don't feel Four nothing. Days. You just numb yourself up. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the ship went to uh, Singapore, Indonesia, uh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, South Korea, to Vancouver. To Vancouver. And uh, yeah. So where were you going? Why didn't you come off at any of the other stops? Those countries, they can't take refugee. And the only place the captain of the ship at the time, uh, he said that uh, either he has a cargo for Los Angeles or and a cargo for Vancouver. So he's supposed to go to Los Angeles, but he changed the, the trip to Vancouver because he, he, he kind of said that we, it would be better for us to land in Canada. We have more chance to change our life for better. In Canada? So, yes. And so you were let off in Vancouver? In Vancouver, and the migration came in a cargo ship and, uh, and said, welcome to Canada. Okay. Uh, you have an opportunity to change your life here. I was nice. 20. Twenty-two, yeah. About, yeah. yeah, twenty-two yeah. about, yeah. Okay, so that was wonderful, though, that they welcome you here. Yeah, that's good. So, what happened next? In the ship, I remember I used to think like this is a very Christian country. That uh, okay. I'm gonna come and change my life like hundred percent. I don't have to do crime. I don't have to do any of those kind of things. But for bad luck, there's no other place for me uh, affordable for that amount of money. I found myself right on the downtown east side, Brandy's Hotel. How much did you get on that welfare check? You get uh, about 525 and uh, the hotel is like 300 or something. 300, per month. 325 or something like that, so you have like 175 to, to spend a month. In a hotel, it's full drug addict. Like yeah, I'm going uh, to go to my room, someone is shooting heroin in the elevator. Second day, I woke up, I'm in a uh, lobby. Uh, sitting and the guy show up and say, yo man, where are you from? And I'm from Africa, I'm West Africa, I'm from West Africa too. You want to make money? <laughs> just like that. And I was like, how to do it? He said, oh, you have to do it, just hold my stuff. <laughs> you know, so I started uh, working with him, selling drugs and uh, yeah, second day in Canada. I didn't know much, but I had no other way. I don't speak even good English at the time. I'm very broken, like I can only speak a few words. Awesome. Let's back up a little bit. Uh -huh. You said the, the immigration accepted you. They yes. gave you a welfare check, yeah. and then they just send you out in society. Uh, at uh, at uh, at the welfare office, they give you a list of uh, low-income housings okay. uh, that you can be able to to find. What about jobs? Did they give you any means of making an income? At that time, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't have even work permit. Yeah, of course. Yes, uh, so it's like. A, I'm a refugee climate. Yeah. So I'm in the process of becoming refugee okay. status. So it's like a, you really can't work. They, they, but they show us like a mosaic place where you can get like a, a cheap clothes or free clothes. Uh, and they show us like a food banks and stuff like that. Like they show those kind of area that in a paper mm -hmm. that you can get this help, these resources yeah. of uh, where to get it. But at the same time, I think because of my survival skill, it's like uh, I, I went and looked those things, but uh, it's not uh, 
it's not accurate for my ability. Like I'm like, this is for like maybe people who are, you know, that uh, can survive. So you chose to work with this guy? It's not, a ch I don't see, no, when I look at choice, I didn't have no choice. It's okay. just, uh, I grow up survival. Uh -huh. I grow up hustling. Uh -huh. It's just like, it, it's in my nature. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't question that. Like the, the that fear, uh, police adrenaline is like part of my life. Running from cop all my life. So since I was a kid, so it wasn't surprise. So I just fit in. <laughs> Something like that. I just right. fit in. Yeah. All right. So, ninety four, second day in the country. Mm -hmm. You're now selling drugs. Mm -hmm. But that's next. I start to do, um, there's a place they call Carnegie Learning Center. Okay. I start to do my upgrading English and, and math mm -hmm. uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. That uh, when I do those hustling and I go there every day and spend an hour or two in uh, classes, like it's, it's, a, it's a free classes. Mm -hmm. uh, Understand. Yeah, to get like a, a job or application. Mm -hmm. So I went and took this course at North Shore Education Center for all the body mechanics course. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then, in the beginning of my course, I met this lady. That woman eventually she become uh, my wife. Nice. You know what I mean? nice. And uh, we have two kids. Two years later, uh -huh. I got sucked into my disease of addiction. So for three years you did not take any. Yes. What happened? Why after a sudden you just? Because I never, I never, I never even been around it, the crack. And then someone came up with a party. Said, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone tried, but then not everyone get hooked in. But I got hooked in very badly. No, Just like I, that. Yeah. yeah. I can't stop using. Every time I start, I go for. Like if I start on Friday, I got a job. I work at all the body mechanics because I took that course. Mm -hmm. You know, so I work in a body shop. And. Uh, but every week, every other weekend, I will go to my friend, and uh, oh, eventually I just go and pick it up. And, and as soon as I started, I may say I'm, I'm gonna just smoke a hundred, but I will go like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, and then I, don't, well, I won't show up home until at the end of 1997. I be, I I got I got fed up with that. I can't tolerate anymore. The, what they call powerlessness or like that kind of hopelessness that I can't do nothing about it. So I went home and I, and I packed my bag and I said like, I have a problem that uh, I don't know what it is, but I can't be here. Did your wife know about your addiction? No, no she I didn't tell know. her. I didn't know because it's one of those things you know it's bad and you know you can't say it. Because if you say it, you'll be judged badly. So I can't say it, I can't tell the truth. So you moved out? I moved out. Where and she tried go? to say, like, I'm, I can help you. What is this? And I say, gambling. I say, gambling, you can't get help. And I'm like, no, not this kind. <laughs> so I went back to Hastings. I went back now, full-blown addict. Before, I was just fresh from Africa, hustling, you know what I mean? Good hustler, get into fights, all those kind of things. It's tough. And, and uh, this last time I went, uh, two years later, I went back full-blown addict. And Were you uh, still, still selling? You have to sell now to support habits, not to feel good. It's just to support habits, to survive. To feed addiction almost, that's what it is. It got worse and worse and worse. Like you start to get arrested for uh, trafficking. 
uh, battle with, uh, you know, uh, addict fighting, and I remember I broke my, broke my legs, you know. Um, in what, in fights? In a, a fight, I think, I remember it was like a movie. Someone uh, say like, yeah, give me 60 uh, uh, drugs, and I give him, and he tried to drive away, and I ran in the car, and <laughs> so he's, he's tried to shake me off, and uh, I fall off the car, and uh, I landed my knee. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, I end up to be on a cast uh, for like, uh, I don't know, I, I wasn't able to walk. For, and then my ex-wife came back uh, to my hotel and uh, because I called her, I said like, yeah, I can't walk, she can't pick me up. But uh, that night, uh, we created another baby. <laughs> I know, so, so I ended up to have two babies. Uh, that's helped me actually. For some reason, I started seeking for help, uh, and uh, from there I went to my first treatment center in Abbotsford, King Heaven. But uh, I didn't graduate the the treatment. Uh, my friend came pick me up, and we went to get drink. We drink, and then uh, we use drugs. But I didn't go back to Hastings. But I struggled with addiction for another a year, and then I moved back to to Kelowna to my wife. She took me back, this lady, special lady. She, I think she always had faith in me, uh, which is kind of one of the best things, I think, to have people, I think, have faith. So we, we try again, but this time I say, if we, I do relapse again or go back using drugs, we have to get divorced. You came up with that idea? Uh, yeah, because I know that. Uh, okay. Because I end up to DDUs again, and then uh, we have a divorce. Uh, writing paper, we have dinner and I moved out back to the street in Kelowna and I, I started to go to jail, 203, 203 to 205. So I, that, that year for, from 201 to 203 was like battling like with uh, good and evil, you know. So I ended up to go in and out of the jail, uh, in and out of jail, in and out of jail. And then in 206 that's when the really transformation happened. I was in jail and I decided. At the time, wife, now, they're already gone. She already gave up on me. I give up uh, on myself. But and then uh, I was in jail and I thought like, I saw gray hair coming. Yeah, I was in the mirror and I said like, I was wiping my hair. I thought white stuff and then I found out there were gray hair. You know what I mean? And I'm like... And you were like, what, 30? 38 now. 38. 38 now. 38. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, I, for some reason, I broke down. I broke down and... Uh, in prison. And, in prison. And uh, I was... Uh, it started when I, when I went in this last time in prison. I, it happened, I know everyone in the unit. In that jail. You are a regular. I become regular. You see, that broke me down too. And then I found out I'm getting old, like I'm 38, and I can't get out of that lifestyle. And I don't want those kind of things. I want to be, I want to be free, mm -hmm. you know, from mental slavery. I think because I I start to realize that uh, I've been slave uh, with this lifestyle for a long time. When I was released, uh, I went to this uh, what they call A and D counseling. Mm -hmm. I knocked the door to, I found a place and I, I knocked the door and I started to talk to this lady. And I told her like who I am, like my story, like 
I ask her, send me somewhere would be far away from everyone that I can't just walk away, that I can stay there for a year in my transformation. I hope God will praise me. And then, so one day she called me, she said, I found a place for you. It's called Miracle Valley. It's, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere uh, in Mission, BC. And they took me in. And uh, well, I was so high, and I have, they found a lot of drugs in my suitcase, and, and uh, they, they threw. Say you don't need this. And I, yeah, no, I don't need it. They threw away, and then they took me in. And that's when, uh, after sleep for two days, I feel something like is happening. It's like psychic change. It's like it, I start to believe that uh, uh, this change is it. Change is coming. Yeah, this is it. For me, it's like it, I went to the town called Mission. And then the treatment called Miracle Valley, I put together, it's like I'm on a mission to find my miracle of transformation that I have to change. And I start to believe that I, I, I can do it. And, and I think that my, my journey beginning, I start to be right there, almost feel like I'm a different person. Uh, I got hired in a, a granite shop. Uh, and they trained me how to, because of my outer body skill Skills. using the power tools, I can use the same skill to work on a, uh, a fabricate granite kitchen countertops. So I did that for a uh, for few years. Uh, at that time I was like five years clean and, and uh, I have a new girlfriend and, and two kids. Two more kids? Two more little kids, yeah. Okay. Boys, yeah. And I was already participating in a community of uh, helping other. So when WCB asked me what I want to do, and uh, I decided to go to that kind of field, becoming a helper. Uh, when I was in college, we went to this uh, treatment for a field trip called Bowen Island. It's uh, kind of one of the expensive treatment centers. And uh, the guy who was there, he, he brought that idea of like, he, he's a wounded healer. He stuck with me. As a wounded healer, it means uh, I went through what the other people were, uh, are going through now, so I can use my experience to benefit them or to inspire them that there's a way out. And I can carry myself as a, as a candlelight, as an example, as a mirror for anyone else that, uh, who maybe knows me or, or watch me, like the way I live my life today. That's the biggest message, like I am the message. It's not what I say, I think it's who I am. So for all of us, I think uh, um, when we live as a message for the other, I think we all become leaders, right? And I think that's my dream world right now. That's what I teach my kids, you know, that uh, do things that you're passionate about. So you don't do for just money or fame, stuff like that, you do because you're passionate. I want to cover one thing. Mm -hmm. So now you used to, you were arrested a number of times. Mm -hmm. What became of that? Do you still have a criminal record? No, I, I, my criminal record, for example, the trafficking, they have a law. You can't get pardoned until after 10 years since your last offense. So it took me 10 years to be able to apply for pardon. And now I got my pardon. And, uh, that allowed me to become a, a permanent resident in Canada. I apply for that. I'm waiting for that answer. I never have to do crime or 
get any problem with law or anyone or anyone anyone I never get into fight or get into like anger about anything like you know rage or thing like that like I'm free from uh, not just active addiction I think I found freedom from negativity I feel like I, I, I believe in the power of positive thinking do you think you could have been at this point while you were young or does age play a part in you becoming recovered? Things happen for a reason, right? Okay. And sometimes we don't even know what the reason is. So when I look back, mm -hmm. the environment I grow up, the life I live, it made me who I was. And then, uh, thank God, for some reason, the same, uh, the same tribulation that, uh, that, uh, that caused me harm uh, is the same thing I feel like it helped me to open up my eyes to this other new way of life. Well said. When you look back at your life, what would you think was missing or important or if it was there, your life would have been different? I think it's structure. Structure. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, uh, I can't say because I don't have, I didn't have a parent, because there's people I've been around with them who have very good family mm -hmm. and they still didn't have structure. When I make the changes and create my own structure to, to make difference in my life for the change that I want to see. I say I went back, I got that diploma by luck uh, from WCP and then I end up to go back to university and I'm taking classes in university uh, while I'm working. You know, so I put a lot of dedication, effort to the progressing on my growth. For a long time I didn't have hope, I think. That's why I ended up to be lost in addiction, I think. So true. Would you say you have been through, through hell and back? Yes, because I've been in hell, it's like I enjoy my heaven now. Do you have any regrets? I think shame and regret is not something I dwell about. Because I can't regret it. It's like, yeah, they say, maybe everything happened to me is for a reason. You know what I mean? But our response, how we respond to the, 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 the happening, or that is what I think is more important than the happening itself. Mm -hmm. So I can't regret my past. I can't regret my mistake or my wrongdoing. But I have to kind of focus on, a, on, a, on, a, on what I want to become. Uh, to the response of what is going to happen now, mm -hmm. because past is gone. It doesn't. It can't rule me. And that leads us to the next question: Is mm -hmm. what next for you? I see my group. Uh, I create that group. I think uh, in my early recovery, the power of love, and uh, because I found that love is a, it's a, it's not just a weapon. It's an armor too. Love protects us from ourselves, and love is a magnet to connect with others through love. Uh, uh, the life become beautiful thing, you know. Uh, from the beginning of my early recovery, uh, it, we thought first I was doing for free, mm -hmm. and then end up to become a job, getting paid. But uh, I choose to do with all my heart that uh, I can because I, I have in me that I, my experience is a, is the biggest teacher. Mm -hmm. If anyone wants to reach out to you, how can they reach you? Brother, like I, I have a, a, the group called Power of Love on Facebook. Know, on Facebook, 
you know what I mean? And uh, in there, there is my number. Um, uh, like, yeah, I'm a free, I'm a free giver. Like, yeah, time is all I have. If I can spend an hour with someone or two hours mm -hmm. uh, as a charity, uh, I believe that uh, maybe that's how I found my peace and serenity. I think. Things. A lot of people have issues that they don't know how best to deal with it than to take drugs that, as you said, it numb you. What's your message to these people? I think the message is clear that uh, um, there's the things they call reaching bottom. But uh, my experience, I found out the bottom is when you stop digging. That's the bottom. Because you can keep digging, 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 go down a hole until you die. Six foot tunnel. But uh, never give up climbing your way out because there's a way out. The good thing, there's example everywhere. Some people have recovered. Some people have changed their life. That's what helped me, give me hope. Like, yeah, no, there's a way out because other people did it. You said something very important. You yeah. said even in your relationship, you were married, but you never mentioned to your wife that you have this problem. Why would someone not talk to their loved ones? And if talking to your loved one, would that have made a difference? I don't know. The, the only thing is like this, because I grew up around the chaos, mm -hmm. around drugs, mm -hmm. it's like I know it was wrong. Mm -hmm. If someone else, maybe it would be different, it will, it will tell it. Like, mm -hmm. for me, I know I'm doing something is wrong. I know I'm doing something I shouldn't do. But uh, my problem was uh, uh, for a long time think I can get out from that by my own way. And that was like a big mistake. Yes, you gotta ask for help. You can't do this alone, you need help. There's the things you can, we can overcome, but some stuff we need help. People like me, with all my past, mm -hmm. whatever happened, what I did, if I stuck in the shame and guilty, I will never get out of that. So the first thing I did is to let the past go. And uh, I call, come almost like born again. Renewed my whole being, like to be as a fresh, new, born again. We gotta love ourselves, you know. And if we love ourselves, it means we can't harm ourselves, right? And uh, how we harm ourselves is gotta, how we spend our time. Do we connect with our loved one, like the people we care the most? Do we spend time with our own spirit, like to know where we are at? You know, and then when people need our help, do we take a time to put our efforts to help? You know, and if we don't, why not? Mm. You know, well said. We got a gift. Everyone have gift to give. The thing is, like, if you don't give your gift, they say knowledge hidden is useless. When you die, you die with your knowledge. It's useless, right? Definitely. So you gotta give. You gotta share. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, Thank brother. You. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure and remember your personal life experience is is for you to use to help others yes and i'm happy you you don't see it as a as a regret no but as a, a tool no regret no for regret. you to use thank you man thank appreciate you appreciate your story appreciate it thank you and thank you everyone for watching thank you i'll see you next time bye for now Bye. Thanks.